Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We launch into another week of opportunities for you to call important uh, and tell tell us about important topics. Uh, We have a guest scheduled today. We'll hear from Dr. Jason Bendel tomorrow from Shikolami School District and Dr. Chad Kors is going to check in on Thursday and uh, we may have some other calling guests but we always keep the 9 o'clock hour 100% wide open for our good callers to check in then you, you on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury. A little trouble over there, well, I try. I was thought I'd be clever. <laughs> st- you, you, <laughs> I thought I'd be clever and start at the bottom. So, bear with Joe. Didn't work. Uh, youth is a burden for me here. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. After our good guest is uh, finished, our toll-free line will be open. You can call one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com or text us at seven zero two. I'm so glad to say that we get once again the opportunity to interview Dr. Terry Madonna. Uh, he is a pollster that is widely known up and down the East Coast and in the U.S., director of the Center for Politics and Public Affairs at Franklin and Marshall College. He's in charge of the Franklin and Marshall College poll and still teaches classes out there. Uh, and uh, I, one of your good friends said, I'm supposed to wish you happy birthday, Dr. Madonna. It's coming up. Okay. Not, yet, not until July. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, we're well, getting and let's close. not forget that he once taught at my old place, Millersville. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, you kidding me? I'm an <laughs> alum and spent uh, 37 years there. Yeah, I know you were there for a good long time. All right. Yeah, yeah. Great well, school. Well, well, thank you so much for uh, checking in. I do appreciate it. Let me ask you this: If the election were today, a lot of polls, including yours, which was in the past several weeks or so, uh, say that President Trump is is behind and he would not win. What would he have to do to make yeah. up that <clears throat> gap? Yeah. Well, let's start. I mean, let's let's start with some some facts as we know it right now. Uh, Vice President Biden has about an eight-point lead over the president and the national polls. But remember, we don't elect a president nationally. We elect a president uh, by the Electoral College, state by state by state. And so if you go and you take a look at, let's take the critical battleground states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida. Let's take the big four, as I call them. the vice president has a lead in all four of those states, according to the Real Clear Politics Average, which for your listeners is a good source to go to. And I like to think use the average of the poll, recent polls done for lots of different reasons. But let's go. The lead that the vice president has is not huge. It's, it's not like eight, nine, ten points. It's, it's in most of the states. It's in low single digits. And then let's expand it and go to Arizona, another critical battleground state in which Biden has a lead. But in North Carolina, uh, the sixth state that 
that I met in the process of mentioning, the president has less than a one percent lead. So as you as we chat right now, the president is certainly behind. That's that's a, a, a big point. I am not suggesting that the <clears throat> that Donald J. Trump can't get reelected. And here's what we know about about what could matter. Now remember, we're slightly less than five months away from the election, and so. How has the president handled coronavirus? That's a big issue. Second factor, the economy. If you go through American history, what you find is that the economy has been the single most important element in most, I'm not saying all, most presidential reelection campaigns. Jimmy Carter lost in 1980 to Ronald Reagan because of a recession. There were some foreign affairs matters to be sure. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush lost in 1992 to Bill Clinton because of a recession. Barack Obama won the presidency in, two, in 2008 because of what was then referred to, we still refer to it, by the way, as the Great Recession. Now, now we have a third factor, and the third factor is the calls for police reform and the big debate over reform the police or remove the police, defund the police. And so in the midst of uh, the horrific shooting of George Floyd and the reaction all over the country in large communities and small communities as well, that it remains see what degree that issue is transcendent. And then the fourth factor is who knows i mean you know things crop up that are significant that could change the face of the campaign i'm curious about how people respond when you ask them the question about who they support i know a lot of people who like what donald trump has done from a policy standpoint they like those things but they find the man pretty much abhorrent as a human being (laughs) and if you ask me if i were going to vote for him i might say to you no i don't like the man he's he's a a reprobate or whatever buffoon or whatever you your your word not mine you know is there is there a feeling that people are less than candid with when with you when you ask that question because of his behavior yeah yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question. Let's go back to 2016 when the national polls weren't that far off. Remember, Hillary Clinton won re-election by two point or one. Re- no, she lost. She won the popular vote, 2.1 percent. The national polls were three, four percent. So they were most of them, you know, with a victory for her in a popular vote. I'm quick to point that out. She did not win the electoral college or the presidency, as everybody knows. So. But the state polls, and depending on when they were done, and there are all sorts of aspects to it, were off off more. I, this, this is not definitive. It's not scientific. It's impressionistic. I traveled all over the state in 2016, talked to people. This is just based on my own first personal experience. Again, not scientific. I still believe it. And here's what it is. We had a large number of people in 2016 who would not tell us would not admit they were going to vote for Trump. Is that your experience in your program? Is that what you you believe, too? Well, a lot of people up here strongly support him. This is a fairly conservative area, but I, I think there are a group of people out there who find him uh, difficult to swallow. Personally. Personally, yeah. right. Oh, no, you're, no, you're absolutely right. I call it his style and his personality. 
and which you know particularly on twitter and other forms of social media it can can be offensive and the way he reacts i think you're you're absolutely right uh now here's something else to remember president trump's job performance has been more stable than any other president since we have had scientific polling it goes up 46 47 percent it goes down 42 43 percent other presidents they've been up into the 50s and then down into the low 40s and even the high 30s why because about 90 percent of republicans give the president a job perform a, a positive job performance they've hung in with him democrats are in the single digits in terms of giving him positive job performance and it's been the independent voters that have varied the most causing his job performance to rise three or four points or to drop three or four points and so even when he has when the economy was you know we had that burst and the economy shot up his job performance will go up two or three points now uh, we've had a coronavirus we've had the business with the floyd shooting his job performance goes down two or three points. You get it? It doesn't drop mm -hmm. 10, 12 points uh, because of the in incredible polarization and partisanship that exists right now in our in our political system. Going back to Harry Truman in 1948, he, he was right. expected to lose big time to Thomas Dewey, and he didn't because he ran against what he called then that do-nothing Republican Congress. Do nothing. Right. Do you right. see a winning issue for Trump? at all well, or the is winning it? the winning issue it seems to me has to be the economy and whether you know whether as you know we had what the increase of two million jobs in may i mean the fact of the matter is if the economy is <clears throat> rebounds if that's a subjunctive if if it rebounds and there's no other outside activities going on that could affect the, the campaign in a big way i think it's uh, you know, that's probably the, his best shot to get uh, reelected. So during the course of the 2016 campaign, I would often say when interviewed, oh, I know how, I, I, look, look at Trump's personality, look at his style, look at the way he acts. When he gets to be president, I'm sure he'll change. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> was I wrong. Yeah, Trump is Trump, it's who he is, and he's not changing his personality, he's not pulling back. From the social media and the Twitter and what, what he what he says and uh, during in the course of uh, of speeches, he, he's simply not going to change. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, well, go ahead. How much of this is about how unpopular the candidate was? I know in 2016 there were a lot of people right. for whom Hillary Clinton was very unpopular. Joe Biden right. is not all that unpopular. I mean, there's a lot of people don't like him because he's a Democrat and he stands for Democratic sure. ideals. Sure. How how big a factor is the unpopularity of yeah. the candidates? Yeah. Well, let's go back. You made a good point about 2016. We made a first. We made a bunch of firsts in that election. But the one I'm addressing now is both Donald J. Trump and Hillary Clinton were more unpopular than popular, and that's the first time since we've had scientific polling that both major party candidates for the presidency were more were more unpopular. Yeah, I mean both uh, Biden and the and the president are more uh, more unpopular than popular. But remember, the voters have a choice. You know, uh, it's basically going to be Biden or Trump, as you and I 
as we speak right now. But you have to go back uh, to something else, and that is, and, 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 and that is, we do not have, you notice this, no viable third party, no viable third party candidate right now. And that's largely because of the incredible partisanship and polarization that exists. And there's almost no room, if you will, for a third party. Now, some third party advocates don't like me saying that, but there are, there's no Ross Perot on the horizon. I'll put it that way. And so I don't, I don't think it's the popularity. Remember, in a practical sense, the voters, all things being even, as we speak now, and who knows what can happen tomorrow or any time in the future, the voters in our country have two choices. You know, they have, they have to pick one or two choices, and that there's no other way to look at it. Well, we both know that five months is a lifetime in national politics. Yep. If you had to pick an issue that you think will predominate, would it be the economy? Will it be race relationships? Yeah. You know, will yeah. it be the COVID. far left? Uh, yeah, COVID. What, what's going to really drive this yeah. election this time? Well, again, there, um, it's, you can't make a prediction with, with any sense of accuracy. I mean, as I said, right now, we have COVID-19, we have the reaction, uh, in, in many respects, as long as it's peaceful, proper reaction to the death of, of George Floyd, and we have the economy. Right now, they're the three big issues that, uh, that, that dominate, but we've got, again, almost five months to go, and who knows if something comes out of the blue, so to speak, and I don't mean that politically, I'm not using that red and blue politi- politically in this context, but who knows? What could happen that could possibly change things? Could we have some drama, some some possibility of a serious problem in foreign policy that could galvanate the country? Uh, we've had, you know, a few times in American history when foreign policy has dominated presidential campaigns. That's not, more often than not, that's not the case. As I indicated before, it's the economy. What about and older? Right now we're looking at a lot of police reforms that it seems to me there's room, something maybe novel right now, for bipartisanship, where Democrats and Republicans talking about police reform in our own state legislature as well as in Congress and throughout the country. And so that's likely to dominate a lot of the legislative activity over over the next several weeks. I heard some commentary on CBS News over the weekend that one poll showed that President Trump is losing older voters. Why would yeah. that be? Is, is yeah. that because of the economy? Is that also tied to the economy? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's fascinating. First of all, you're exactly right. There's some, he, his folks have some concern about he's not doing as well among old seniors as, as you, you would expect. And they were a strong suit for him back in 2016. Now, conversely, uh, Vice President Biden is not doing as well with younger voters, the Bernie Sanders voters, although they're certainly doing their best to, uh, you, you know, to uh, go after them, uh, to solicit them. And, and so you've got those two, connection, those two connections going on. In, poll, in the polls that I've seen, when you ask seniors about what they care about, it's health, 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 even more than finance, 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 finances. Conversely, if you go to millennial voters, I'm talking about voters from 23 to 38, and there are 80 million of them. They're the largest age group in our country right now. Millennials say 
finance, finance, money, finance, money, 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 as opposed to health. So you have some different areas of interest going on. But but I I think you're right. I think it has much to do with COVID-19 and how that's been handled. It's probably cost the president support among younger among older voters. If you took the politics out of this, Dr. Madonna, and you looked at at just the way the country feels, do they tend to lean more right or more left? Has the squad impacted the Democratic Party? Are they likely to be pushed too far left to win? Yeah. And are the far right pushed the the Republicans too yeah. far in the other direction? Well, there's certainly there's no doubt that the polarization and the partisanship is at levels we haven't seen before in modern history. There's no there's no there's no doubt about that and. In particular, the Democrats are being pushed to the uh, to the uh, left by the by the progressive movement, and even take a look at Vice President Biden's positions have been modified over the last several months, and he's likely to pick for his VP choice, which won't be announced until August. A uh, you know the candidate he picks to run with him will obviously be a progressive. That's put someone like. Uh, Senator Klobuchar from Minnesota at a real disadvantage because of her more moderate positions, and and it, you go and I won't get into all the names. There's a dozen of them that are being considered, if not more, by the task force that the vice president set up. <clears throat> but you, but you, but you, you could have Senator Harris from uh, Kamala Harris from California, who's a who's a progressive, as his running mate, and so. There isn't any doubt that the polarization is going to lead towards uh, Republicans being uh, more, more, more on the conservative side and Democrats being on the more liberal side, and the battle will take place over some of the moderates in between. Let's look at Pennsylvania, this uh, idea that the populace is divided over COVID-19 and our response. Uh, what can you tell us about what's your polling tell us in terms of we know yeah. conservative Republicans are, are not interested in uh, you know any restrictions. The general populace right. early on uh, was okay with it. What's happening now? Yeah, well, we personally haven't done any polls on that, uh, but there have been other, other polls that have been done. Uh, when you take a look at the response in our state to opening it up, there isn't any doubt that the Republicans and the business community have been putting pressure on Governor Wolf to open the state more quickly than he has done. There's no doubt about that. And you know he has the red, yellow, green, and he's moved a little more quickly in the last couple of weeks. I think there, by the end of next week there'll be what 45 of our 67 counties that will be uh in the green with mostly those that are not down in the southeastern part of the state where i am my county lancaster county has not been scheduled to go to green we're likely to stay yellow but you get down into philadelphia and the suburbs uh, they're they're, they're going to stay yellow probably for at least another week or two maybe probably two weeks so there's big divisions within the state between Democrats and Republicans uh, in terms of how quickly the state should be open. The business community also has been putting pressure on the on the governor to open up the state more quickly. So there are those divisions. But as I said a moment ago, I think the focus in the legislature in the next couple of weeks, beginning this week, is going to be on uh, uh, on police reforms. 
and what you know and and what can pass the legislature and also get the signature of Governor Wolf. Well, let's talk for a minute about the media. Uh, no matter how you look at it, right or left, whether you're MSNBC, CNN, or Fox, somebody's got their thumb on the scale in all of these news outlets <laughs> to try and make sure somebody wins. You know, how big of a role is this going to be, and how do how should we as citizens yeah. try and figure out who's trying to be fair, or is anybody trying yep. to be fair? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that we know what's going on in the in the media in the last 10 years, and as you accurately point out, uh, let me segue here a minute. I've always told my students through my career that they have an obligation. Here, here's the way I, I, I put it. I can, I can watch Fox News and then I can watch Morning Joe. You get it? I, I, I tell students all the time, you have an obligation not to listen and, and watch shows that present one point of view. That, that You're not you're not getting the full picture. You need to make sure you're hearing what the conservatives have to say, what the progressives have to say. And so you, you need to watch media from, uh, you know, as I said, MSNBC, CNN on the one hand, and then uh, Fox News on the other. And I flip around, and that's what I do to try to get the various viewpoints. And when reading, you, I, read, you can, I read the New York Times, but I also read the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal. And that's the key. That's the key point. The key point in understanding the media, which has you're exactly right, which is now sided one way or the other. And and by the way, when they've done that, their readership and their viewership has only gone up. <laughs> only gone up. I think I read last week or so where CNN has, has its largest ratings in 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 of exaggerate in forever. <laughs> you know <laughs> because of. Of, of all of all the important things that are being debated and unfolding in our country. Well, is there anybody objective out there in TV? Or <laughs> okay, well, there's part Me. of it. <laughs> you. <laughs> How do we elevate you to the national networks, Doctor? No, no. Well, I mean, I've always had an obligation. I mean, I, I've tried to be. When I give a speech, I start out by saying, for the next whatever the speech is, 40 minutes. You're not a Democrat, you're not a Republican, you're not a liberal, you're not a conservative. Let's try to ferret out all this and look at the facts. I know that's not easy. And I, that gets a big laughter when I say that, depending on the group I'm speaking to. But, I mean, we just have an obligation to do that. And, you know, and, and I, I, I never talk about who I support. I, I, you know, obviously I have views, I have to cast a vote. The point is not what you, you folks in there like or dislike or what I like or dislike the fact the point is that we have to present of a you know various viewpoints we I mean and I, I'm a, my favorite my favorite uh, uh, use of words is on the other hand <laughs> on the <Good>. other hand <laughs> all right well thank you so much we really appreciate the information uh, we'll be checking in with you again from time to time I'm always very grateful for your uh, uh, your viewpoint here and and your striving for objectivity and striving for everything on both sides right. so we, we appreciate hey, thanks that for having me and if you run into my old friend Dick Moriarty tell him I said hello 
Okay. Have a great one. <laughs> you too. Take All right. Care. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. G. Terry Madonna from uh, Franklin and Marshall College in Poland, Millersville University at right. some point. So. Dick Moriarty is the mayor of Millersville. No kidding. Okay. <laughs> and everybody knows that. Okay. Now they do. <laughs> well, I don't know that Terry did, but anyway. Yeah, he did. They okay. Know you think. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. And he's turning 79 next in a couple Terry of weeks. Is. Dr. Yeah. Madonna. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I One didn't think our, he was that old. Yeah. He doesn't look that old. No, and he's as near as I can still, still does absolutely everything he's always done, still teaching, uh, makes himself available. He's probably the most widely contacted Pennsylvania pundit uh, of, of all. All right, we're taking a quick break. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are going to be wrapping up uh, this segment and segueing right nicely into the CBS News. We thank Terry Madonna for checking back in. Just a fabulous uh, insights. Always interesting. This. Always. Well, and uh, you know, I, I would like to ask him if we had more time. If you were President Trump, what's the recipe to claw back? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, we I could easily do ninety minutes with Dr. Madonna if he had the time, and <laughs> just be easy to do. Maybe we can ask that during the nine o'clock hour and get our audience. What's the recipe to claw back? You're behind in the polls, but there's a long way to go until November. Five months is a lifetime in national politics, my friend. Right, and uh, some folks are talking about the economy nearly snapping back. Now, a lot of businesses have gone out of business, so those workers won't be going back there. But we have some of the media in the news this morning, and we'll get to that, too. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunder. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Thank you so much. <laughs> Joe McGranahan. He just said I'm old and in the way. <laughs> that is a uh, name of a band, I believe. A, really? Like a bluegrass folksy I rock band. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm just... <laughs> oh, I see. Well, you know if the shoe fits. <laughs> right. on, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is 100% wide open now. Call us 1-800-795-9565. we got a couple topics to talk about. We had NBC News in the weekend, uh, over the weekend, showing their bias. But as Terry Madonna said, you just heard, that helps their ratings. You had Fox News over the weekend using a compiled photograph to make uh, what? 
what's going on in Seattle look a little more menacing. Uh, so they got called out for that. And uh, that's the sort of thing we can talk about today. And uh, plus, I asked the question, and I'd like to hear this. You know, what does the president need to do to claw back over the course of the months ahead as we get towards November in order to win the election? What's your view on that? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We have open phones right now. What's your opinion on those? We have a couple of What's emails. What's your opinion on our open phones? My opinion is they're open. No, those topics. Oh, Come okay. on now. Stand down. <laughs> well, you said, what's your opinion? You're we wound open up phones. today. What's what? your opinion on that? <laughs> did, did you have something over the weekend that made you want to come in here a little more no, active? I, w- I worked. You worked? Yeah, okay. Oh, stuff. that's right. You did house projects. Right. Okay. Good for you. Email us <laughs> if you wish to. Uh, congratulate Joe for getting something done <laughs> over the weekend. What You know, you can't see grandkids, so that's one of your favorite things to do normally, and yes, you're still I'm on love restrictions. Love to see them. I haven't seen them since Easter. Oh, boy. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. In the news, in Union County, a 14-year-old unidentified is charged with leading police on a high-speed chase and a foot pursuit. He was arrested. Troopers say the initial vehicle theft happened last Thursday in West Buffalo Township, Union County, and the teen took his mother's car, then led police on a pursuit, then a foot chase. He was captured. Now, uh, police will send that 14-year-old Mifflinburg area teen to juvenile court. The unidentified mother is uh, from Northumberland. Penn State University made the announcement kind of quietly last night. Uh, Penn State University President Eric Barron says they will have students on campus this fall. Guided by science and focused always on protecting the health and safety of our communities, our 16 coronavirus task groups have outlined a return to campus in phases that will meet and, where possible, exceed the expectations set by the Pennsylvania Department of Education and Governor Tom Wolf. Trump will have, or students will have to maintain social distancing and cloth masks will be required. The in-classroom semester will be slightly shorter beginning on time August 24th. Then the in-person instruction will end November 20th. The rest of the semester will be online with exams taking place in mid-December. No indication from the university regarding football games. Steve Jones tells us at this point they are planning to have some, S-O-M-E, some fans there, uh, but all of that has yet to be announced and it isn't in the Penn State announcement, the full text of which you can read at WKOK.com. Four new COVID Valley, uh, four new Valley COVID-19 cases in Northumberland County, two new cases, Union County, two new cases. Uh, all of those numbers uh, came out yesterday. Several protests in the area over the weekend in Lewisburg. Hundreds of people, I'd say a thousand people, were in Hoofnagel Park for that three-hour rally. Also Saturday, Sunbury Police Chief Brad Hare tells us there was a smaller peaceful protest, 30 or 40 people in Sunbury's Cameron Park a Saturday. Weekend recap. The U.S. Marshals Service located and was in on the arrest of the person they say was the gunman involved in a drive-by shooting recently in Lewisburg. Buffalo Valley Regional Police Department says the alleged shooter, 24-year-old Julio Gonzalez of Sunbury, was picked up at a home on Pheasant Ridge Road on Thursday. That shooting happened June 1st on West Market Street in Lewisburg, injuring several people. The driver of the vehicle has also been arrested. And a teenager was killed by his mother in a murder-suicide last week in the Milton area. Police say 58-year-old Brenda Hurst killed her 14-year-old son and then committed suicide. That incident occurred on Wednesday afternoon on Phillips Road in Turbot Township. Police say no other details will be disclosed. 
Governor Tom Wolf says eight more counties will be moving to the green phase this Friday. That includes Dauphin, Franklin, Huntingdon, Luzerne, Monroe, Perry, Pike, and Schuylkill. All of the valley and most surrounding areas are already in the green phase. Pennsylvania continues to see a steady decline in cases, showing that the state's phased measured reopening plan is working. Sarah Lover, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Finally, uh, oh, next to last, sorry. The superintendent of the Sealand Scarberry School District says the students who were in the George Floyd Challenge video may face disciplinary action. Over the weekend and prior, a video went viral showing some Sealand Grove students passing on what they call the George Floyd Challenge. The three students were in a pool. One of them issues the verbal challenge to some other named individuals while another student holds a teen underwater, repeating the word stop resisting. At some point, the teen held underwater comes up and says, I can't breathe. Uh, the individuals named in the video are people who've been active in the Black Lives Matter discussion uh, locally. The superintendent says that's out of bounds and they are going to take some disciplinary action or consider it anyway uh, when school resumes. And recently while President Donald Trump was talking law and order, First Lady Melania Trump was tweeting about healing and peace. Back in April when Mr. Trump declined to wear a face mask, his wife put one on and urged others to do so. These are some of the differences that are in The Art of Her Deal, a book about Melania Trump. The White House dismisses the book as fiction. Correspondent Tracy Smith said this is something very different than the narrative that some people have painted and that she's trapped. And uh, she says, oh, no, makes her crazy that she's poor Melania Trump. She is not. Uh, She's a smart, independent, free thinker and will decide what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do, says the correspondent talking about the author, The Art of the the deal. Pulitzer Prize winning author. That might be an interesting book to read. I'm a, fa- well, I'm a well fan be. of Melania. Her, her husband needs <laughs> to stand down sometimes, but uh, Melania's on the good list. Well, we've been, you, your story there about these young men involved in this George Floyd oh, protest challenge and challenge. Yeah. Uh, how is the school going to punish kids for something they did when they're not in school? I'm not certain I understand the concept behind that. And is that even fair? What punishment should be meted out for something I do at home and my own um, just because I happen to be a student in school? I think the students agree to a code of conduct that they'll uphold some of the values and ideals of the school all the time. These are football players, too, so they okay, have Okay, well, is that, that the difference? Well, that may be. That may be. Dr. Kors is going to be on our show Thursday, so we can ask him to really clarify that. That's not why he's coming on the show Thursday. We really want to talk about the fall semester and yeah. and, and how that will look. But we can ask him, you know, why does how does the school reach out beyond the school borders in the sun, in the summer? You know, plus it's protected free speech. You, you can put on a video anything you want to these days. So um, the fact is, uh, that's a good question. But they are athletes, so that's one tether to this. Plus the students agree to a code of conduct all the time and the individuals they named are people who are in the school so so what is this code of conduct do I have to sign that I went to I school I, I never was sure. handed a code of conduct and asked to sign it sign it or even say that I agreed to abide by it yeah, by I, w- I wouldn't say that it's signed I think it's probably just agreed upon that if you want to be a good student you know or I can understand having rules for participation in athletics or you know extracurricular activities but still if it's something I do at home and school hasn't been in session since what mid-march you know, I, I guess technically they're still students until the end of the school year, which would have been last week, I believe. Well, and one of the uh, 
probably the most unpopular comment on our Facebook page over the weekend was somebody that says, okay, well, this is, you know, sort of that conversation you have. Boys will be boys. Should the boys be singled out for what is clearly one of their worst decisions in years? Right. And... Um, we need to counsel them, not to punish them. Exactly. So that well, the gist of it was that you know this is this this is much ado about nothing. But even so, so at some point it becomes it becomes the parents' responsibility either to discipline them or to condone the activity they took part in. Yeah, but nowadays you can't keep track of your kids. You cannot monitor them 24/7. If they want to go out and and sit in a pool and hold each other underwater in this silly challenge and right. do that. All of that can happen in 30 seconds. I know, but let's say they posted it, and it's my kid, and I see it. I'm going to take action. I'm not going to say, well, gee, the school needs to get involved here. I'm going to take the action. I'm going to sit them down. I'm not going to spank them, but I'm going to say to them, listen, do you realize how offensive that is to, to people? And do you right. realize huh? the lack of sensitivity you displayed in doing that because so many people you know, are may have done genuinely that. You, agree? You don't know. Well, then that should be it. Because other than that, no one else should be involved in it, in my opinion. Oh, you mean so we shouldn't even be publicizing this? Well, no. Why is it a story? Out of uh, curiosity, why is it a story? We like often bad, bad right, something I, I dumb, stupid. That, dumb that like question it. came up over the weekend. We often do stories about what everyone is talking about. Now, not everyone in the Seals Grove Area School District is talking about it, but. Half the district is, and all the parents are, and so we do stories in part to give clarity and do some fact-finding to say, okay, this is this this video went viral. This is what it depicts. This is what the district says about it and what they may do. And in the future, we're going to talk about what the district will do. So this is going to pop up on the agenda at the next Sealands Grove Area School Board meeting in, in a week or so. So we're essentially previewing an element that's going to be brought up on an agenda and that people want action. Plus, there's a lot what, of... What action do people want? They want the kids shot or the beheaded or, what, you know, what is the appropriate punishment? I don't think parents... I don't think people going to the school board are concerned about the, what happens to the students. They want the district to, to have a, more of a focus on diversity. Well, it's not the district's so fault that, that some kids do a bad thing. No, but the district's in a very unique position to pass. If the district has these so-called values and they fail to pass them on to students, then they're going to have to bone up on I think the on, district on does that. its best to pass them on to students, but I think it begins at home. Somewhere down the line, parents need to begin taking responsibility for their kids and making sure that their kids are guided down the right path. I don't think society as a whole should be that involved in, in you know, a, a bad deed your child does once. In gotcha. other words, if I take my kid in hand and say to him, here, that what you did is wrong, here's why it's wrong, here's why I don't want you to ever do anything like that again, that should be the end of it, in my opinion. All right. Unless the kid go- moves on and escalates end to something story. bigger. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, put that to rest in a hurry. we got a call coming in. we got two people waiting. we got a man who emailed us early this morning. So, Joe, go ahead and read the email, and then we'll hit the call. says, ah, good. Fake news, Fox. First, they ran digitally altered photos of Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone that had, I'd love it to capitalize that like it's something real, that had a man with a military style photoshopped in. Then they ran a story saying that there was infighting among the activists who made the Chaz a police-free zone. The problem was the Reddit post they cited as a source was actually someone quoting from an old Monty, Poth, Monty Python movie. I'm sure the fake news-hating conservatives will in no way call out fake Fox News for these two inexcusable incidents because conservatives are hypocrites and do not care about 
about breaches of professionalism when they come from conservative Trump-loving outlets. You're wrong. I think what they did was reprehensible. Oh, now, let's see if you'll do the same thing about MNBC and their little, you know, their unfair I wouldn't call coverage. out, worry about, I would expect everything on Fox to be fiction. I would expect everything on MSNBC <laughs> to be fiction or NBC. If, if as Just as Dr. Madonna said, if you don't know that these outlets are biased, then it's incumbent upon you to find out and, and make sure that you're running things through the truth filter. All right, we're going to have one call <laughs> before the... Who owns that? Who owns the truth filter? I'd like to buy some of you it. You have to develop your own. You have to be a grown-up and make your own filter. Okay. Uh, Bobby D., you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, um, uh, good morning, everyone. You know, I agree with Joe when it comes to the discipline. I mean, when I had my speeding ticket, my parents weren't weren't going to pay it. I had to, and then I had to learn from that lesson. But anyhow, the main reason I called, uh, you know, how how does the president get reelected, and how does anybody get reelected to put an effective campaign and use the media to its you know to its advantage, and that not not just the media but everything else, and kind of set an example. Uh, and try to use all resources available in a responsible way. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. Since you have a short call, we'll do one more call before the break. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, having been a uh, high school athlete over 50 years ago and having never did anything then that I would regret now, I think (laughs) I'm uniquely qualified to (laughs) speak to what happened down there. I just say you're unique, period. You didn't have any contra- you didn't have any controversial Instagram posts in high school. Uh, I didn't do anything bad in high school. I was perfect, and uh, I just want to. And, and I'm being a little facetious here, but you know, here's the deal: young kids do stupid things all the time. Some that they live to regret. Some that they can laugh about later. Okay. Now, in this particular case, this is what has me a little bit, you know, irate right now. You know, these the school boards and these administrators coming out and pointing the, fids, uh, pointing the finger at these kids and everything. Well, what? Hey, these kids were educated in those school districts. I, I would have some questions if I was at the next school board meeting down there. I would want to know how many minority teachers does the Sealands Grove School District employ? What has that school district done to make the uh, staff look like America, because that's what we keep hearing. We have to have uh, this that looks like America. You know, everybody has to look like America. You know, it has to be 40% blacks, 3% Asians, or whatever. I want to know what that school district has done before they go banging on the heads of these kids. These kids know. They're embarrassed. They know that they shouldn't have done what they did. It, you know, if they did it and were fooling around, they certainly shouldn't have put it on social media. But I, I think there's a two-way street here. You just cannot be blaming everybody for racism, you know, if, if you're part of it yourself by not doing what you should do to, to make your school district or your employment or your business look like America. Mike, that's what the folks that are going to the school board say they're going to talk about. They're, I, they're not that worried about the students that did this. They want the district to address diversity ahead of time. But what does diversity have to do with bad decisions by kids? You know, would having 32 percent... Um, teachers of color, would that have made them not do this? Would they have suddenly have found, oh, well, gee, this is wrong? I mean, were the teachers are there to teach English, French, German, spelling, they're not there to teach social values and morals. That should come from the home. Well, Joe, that's an excellent question, because what you're uh, talking about, and what I'm talking about, is the Democ- this is basically the Democrats saying, we have to have quotas, we have to have equality. We have to have this to end racism. 
uh, lots of the victims. They can't help it themselves. They have to be helped on and on and on. And I'm, I'm kind of, in a way, making light of, of that because the, the problem is uh, so deep that it can't be fixed by having quotas and, 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 and special classes in schools because, you know what, the, the kids that were doing what they were doing, they, they've, it, at the age that they are, if they're playing high school football, they've heard all the talk. They've heard all the talk, okay? They, they've heard it, and they did what they did, and the mistake they made, instead of having, you know, a little game in their uh, swimming pool, they put it out there, and I doubt very much that they, they realize the implications that it would have in the media and the news. And, you know, has the national news media been to Sealand's Grove yet? I wouldn't be surprised if one of them shows up here. <laughs> Well, the old expression, I think it was Brett Kavanaugh in his hearing, the hearing, he said, when I was young and foolish, I was young and foolish. And I think that's exactly what we have here, some young, foolish kids. I don't think having 32% of minority teachers would have solved the problem. I don't think going to the school board's going to solve it. And I don't think you can put the responsibility in the schools again. We put too much responsibility on them. We expect them not only to educate our children, but to give them values and give them a sense of being and a sense of, uh, what, self-worth. We're asking a lot of the school districts you know some of this stuff has to come from the parents who have to get more involved in what their kids are doing and how they're doing it yeah, that's right and, and and i and also i i take offense in athletes being held to in my mind it appears as though they are held to a higher standard just because you're a football player that they have to uh uphold a special standard and 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 you know why i think that is because i think a lot of people they, uh, they, they dislike football. This is just me speaking. People in one segment of society dislike football, and they dislike football players, so they can use them to enforce a code of conduct that normally wouldn't be allowed to be enacted. But if they say, well, we're going to put that on football players, then it's acceptable. And if they slam it on football players, they can slam it on the rest of the students because they say, hey, we already have this for football players. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Good Thanks point, for Mike. checking Thanks in for today. Calling. Appreciate the call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Quickie break. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. we got uh, two lines took, two lines open. So 1-800-795-9565. The email bays are open. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Let's see. We asked the question, what would it take for President Trump to claw back? Uh, Dan, who's going to vote for President Trump again as soon as he can. Has the answer. Good morning, sir. Maybe more than once, knowing Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might try. Now, what 
I haven't met anybody yet that isn't gonna that voted for President Trump the first time that's not gonna vote for him again. In fact, he's gained voters, and I think most of people like me that supported Trump the first time, we see the battle that's been waged against Trump. Now it's three and a half years that the 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 other side battled to get rid of Trump. They use every occasion they can after they get done with the all the gates, the Russian gate, and all them different gates and impeachment. Then along came coronavirus. Now they use that to try to get rid of Trump. Now they're using race to try to get rid of Trump. And Trump's never been, he's not a racist. He's not, he's trying to help the race every race in America and they just keep hammering and Trump's I I see more Trump signs right now around the area than I did the first election so I don't think Trump has to claw back he just has to keep doing what Trump does the reason we elected him he he's kept every promise he made to our voters plus some. Well, I think, you know, I, I think uh, he, he, I, you're, you're probably right. I think more people who voted for him uh, this time will put out a sign. They didn't put out a sign last time because it wasn't hip to have a Trump sign out front. But now that he is president, of course, he is who he is. So I think he's going to keep doing that. But he's going to have to do something else. You know, he's way behind in the polls. The economy is flat because of COVID-19. Now, it will come back some, but it's not going to come back as much on its own. It's not going to be like it was before March. So uh, he's going to have to take action. He is going to have to well, change. Well, and I think a lot of people would don't like this. You know, if the looting starts, the studing starts, the law and order thing, they would like the president to to participate in the unification. You know, if he had come out and said, okay, well, let's look at this. You know, what, what are our ongoing racial divisions? Let's attack those. If, if the way that we police isn't, serving the public, which is the purpose of policing, if it's not ideal, let's make it ideal. You know, let's have the best police forces in the world. If, you know, we could, we can codify that. We know what best practices are. We know, like, Camden doesn't have typical police anymore. They use all community policing. So, and crime is down. Addiction is down. But abuse the cost down. of doing it is up. They've spent more money on police protection in Camden yep, now than they did in the past. Right. It is a so service. So it doesn't people, go with the funding. Right. It is a service that people have to pay for it. There's no argument there. It's like garbage service. you got to pay for it. It ain't free. So uh, I, th- I think if the president said, you know, just because we did policing this way 20 years ago, this is the way policing has to be done today. So I, I think to deny that uh, people have a valid point that are out at these protests, I, I think that's a mistake. That's that's hurting him. Plus, as Dr. Madonna said, the economy Trump, drives this Trump's, stuff. Trump's looking at all them things that you mentioned Plus, the fact most of the voters, like me, we want some law and order. Yeah, you can explore every all them 
arenas that you mentioned, but the bottom line, you cannot burn Wendy's down and think that's uh, that's okay. That's not protesting. You can't. We don't want that. We do not want that kind of civil disobedience by burning and looting. All right, well, we have to... the whole movement strong, and that's why Trump, uh, in my estimation, Terry Madonna is not right that Trump's losing in the polls. He is not. <laughs> I don't okay, see Dan. that at all, and I'm not... Well, yeah, you don't see it. He's even behind in the Fox poll, your favorite network. He's like eight points behind. And give you a biblical reference. Not pro Trump. Don't ever believe Fox is pro Trump. I'll give you a biblical. They have as many people (laughs) on there that don't that think no, they don't think any more Trump on half of them on on Fox. Half of them would fit right on MSNBC. Okay. I'll give you a biblical reference. Let the scales fall from your eyes. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate <laughs> I the call. You right. guys have the scales you on your eyes. <laughs> well, that's true. No <laughs> argument there. All you right. guys are in the... You believe every poll, the same poll <laughs> that said Trump couldn't win. 2016, they were crying. <laughs> CNN was bawling, crying uh, their eyes out. Chris on here. And I told you, gentlemen, we, gotta let the, we, we heard from the right. I we had, need to hear from the left now. Thank Dan. you, Dan. Thanks, thank you, thanks thank for you, calling. Thank you, thank you. Great call. Uh, Chris, thanks for standing by all this amount of time. You are now on the mark. Yeah, I think Dan will be saying that the rest of his life. Don't believe <laughs> the polls because of Trump. And actually, the polls are pretty accurate on that. Uh, you had the percentage within the margin of error, and the only thing they were wrong on was individual states, which is a lot harder to uh, predict in polls. Well, the polls. national thing was right on. And some polls accurately predicted that President Trump was slightly ahead as the election was or imminent. Or 1% behind, with a margin of plus or minus 3. Okay. Okay, what else? And... Well, about last week. The first of all, the problem with Gone with the Wind was its benign depiction of of slavery. Uh, since I've been trying to get that in, okay. and they aren't banning the movie; they're just going to add an explanatory note at the beginning, sort of like when uh, what is it, the racist movie, the what, Birth of the Nation? Was that the one? Yeah, D.W. Griffith, 1915. Yeah. They, you know, when T. Uh, Turner Classic Movies shows that, they usually have a discussion before it about a little thing about uh, the racism involved and what he did later and so forth. It's, right. it's not totally out of bounds. It might be a little uh, overstepping a little bit, but I don't see why it's uh, such a big deal to decide to do that. And uh, Drew Brees, he wasn't forced to make a, a retraction of his policy. He says he thought about it, and this is what he, he learned by listening to other people. And it seemed like uh, he really believed what he was saying to me. That's hardly being forced to make a retraction. 
Who said he was forced to make a retraction? I think Joe was no, saying no, he was I didn't. complaining about I, Drew having to walk back his comment. No, I don't think I even commented on it. I don't. Yeah, it might I have think been you Ben did. on Friday. <laughs> might, it may have been Ben on Friday, but I don't. But I don't we'll, think we ever got we'll to Drew Brees. You didn't, if you want to. Uh, I want to because I don't think I did. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> and uh, about the cartoons. Oh, I don't Elmer think Fudd. they said they were banning the old cartoons. No, nope, just the new ones won't have the guns. The new ones won't have the guns. But they'll still have dynamite that's, that's and clubs. A, that's a business decision. That's an economic decision by the people no, making them. No, I it's think. not. It's a cave-in to political correctness. That's what it is. It's Yosemite a Sam. To political correctness. Yosemite it's a to Sam. Money. Yosemite Sam without his guns just isn't Yosemite Sam. Well, we don't know. Why don't you wait until you see one? And Elmer Fudd going after that wascally wabbit without his shotgun is Why just don't you not wait right. Until you see one. I don't need to see one, Chris. I know it's bad. Okay, that's 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 about, that sums you up. When you're when you're old and in the way, that's you all you need, need to know. To see one. I want to see the original and, Looney Tunes. What what Trump's going to do to claw back is what he always does. He's going to try to slime his opponent with exact uh, things that he's being accused of. That's what he does to everybody. But don't you find? Here's what bothers me about the upcoming election. I think it's going to be centered more on personalities. I mean, I saw a video over the weekend of Joe Biden not even apparently knowing who he was or where he was. He was just trying to put a thought together, and he was, oh, blah, blah, blah. So on one hand, you have him, which gives Trump great fodder, and God only knows Trump's given him plenty of fodder. Are we going to have a race based on issues or personalities? Party, just We're politics. Have a race based uh, hardly on personalities because you have a whole of uh, Trump's record on all sorts of things. Right. Yeah, this is just going to be about whether you want any Democrat to get in or not. And, and people could care less what Trump does. It's just a matter. Do you want any Democrat in there? And Republicans well, say Trump's no. Joe, and he's not a good man to have a uh, president during a crisis. <laughs> not I this mean, kind, anyway. Not where discretion I mean, he, is he's, important. He's r- really, I mean, Spain got down to a day with zero deaths from COVID virus. Mm-hmm. And they were... They were way worse than we were at one point. And what did they do different than what we did? Well, they had a, a president who led in the shutdown, and they started testing so that when they reopened, they could actually uh, trace things. And, and uh, they had a plan ready nationwide. Well, when the president as tried as to do it, to just saying, "Oh, you state, I'm bored with the issue now. You states do it. I'll just be back." Oh, up I, I'm sorry, but that is, that wrong. isn't that isn't the way it worked. The president tried to take control of it, and the states all said, "No, it's the governors. The governors are responsible." Now well, they want to blame the president for their actions. That's ridiculous. I, I hardly think that's the case, Joe. Well, I think it's exactly the case, Chris. Read about Where? it. Where? What did they? What did they do? Look at the governors who said, he, he, "You can't shut us down. You can't tell us what to do. It's up to us to whether to right, open up." Because you lead. You don't order. You lead by having a coherent plan. He never had a coherent plan. Well, let's take your liberal buddies so, in New how, York. How could they do what he was saying? Let's take your liberal buddies in New York, where Governor oh, Cuomo. Uh, yeah, let's let's stop stop just. Uh, and say, Mayor say Mayor facts. de Blasio. Give facts. Don't give me that liberal buddy. I'm giving crap. you facts. Mayor de Blasio and, and Governor Cuomo can't get along or agree to anything. One saying I'm gonna Cuomo saying I'm gonna shut him down again, and the mayor saying no, you're not. 
So, I mean, the, we, we don't have a plan. The states don't have right, a plan. because we don't have a national plan. But we don't have a national authority to create one that's binding. You have a, a national authority to follow good ideas. Well, that doesn't but mean anybody's going to do it. when you don't have good ideas at the top, then that makes it impossible. Yes, yeah, so then the Democrats have so much responsibility in dealing with pandemics. They really know how it's done. God <laughs> bless them. we got to take a break, okay, Chris. We'll give you, you the last word. word one for sarcasm, but what's the point? <laughs> All right. The thank point you. is we're an uncharted... Any better? The point is that we're an uncharted territory. We're in uncharted territory. Deal with the racial crisis. Now, he now you're mixing the racial crisis. crisis. You're mixing race with COVID. I don't think that that's valid. <laughs> I'm They're not connected. mixing race with COVID. I'm saying two of his failures. All right. Oh, I when, see. For instance, when oh, Chris, when, no, 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 no. For instance, no. For instance, no. For instance, we got to go. You can't get it. Have a nice day. You just can get oh liberal satire here, huh? We get it. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so glad you got through. Joe, I do have a question for you. Hurry up. Go ahead, Joe. Is go your ahead, exercise Chris. place open? Yes, it are is. Are people wearing masks? No, they're not. Exactly. Well, the, the employees are, but on the other hand, yes. you didn't yes. ask you didn't ask the other question. Are they are you going? Now, wait a second. Let me ask the other question. Are they maintaining social distancing? And the answer is yes. All right. Well, that's Thank good. you so much. Are you going regularly? Have a nice day, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we got to <laughs> go. Are you going regularly? He is. He he is. He loves he loves his Planet Fitness. Jeez. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I got four open lines. I got a half a dozen emails to read and two texts. So we're going to hit those words when we come back. But we'll take calls to 1-800-795-9565. What will it take for President Trump to claw back? We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Take them clockwise, Joe. Okay, we'll start corner. here. We'll start with the one that came in first. Good morning. Trump is a racist, liar, and stupid president. He wanted to hold a rally on June 19th. Everything he does is racist. Forgive me, sir, but uh, Bob, is, uh, Juneteenth is not a holiday. You well, know, yeah, but everybody knows it. it yeah, yeah you should. Okay. Uh, then another uh, texter says, Tenth Amendment, Chris, read the Constitution. No authority in there for the feds to set police policy. And another email says, I cannot imagine any sane person would vote for a man who is almost incoherent at times. Yeah, but he's the incumbent. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, wait a second. Joe Biden no. has been featured in several telecasts having trouble getting his thoughts together. Are you people who are behind him kidding or what? Imagine that man making the decisions a president must make to keep America safe. I also don't want anything to do with socialism, and Joe's all for that. Oh, yes, he will be removing fossil fuels, and we'll be right back where we were with
with Brother Barack. Use your heads, people, for something other than a hat rack. Well, I think people well, aren't tough. really going to vote for Joe Biden. They're just going to vote against Donald Trump. Well, that's know? what they did the last time. They voted against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and go ahead and read this, and then All we'll right. be done. For some people just don't like Trump. But very few feel Biden would do better. Now well, that's right, an that's interesting it, point, Mike. Mike. It's, it's, this is just the anti-Trump vote. All right, Ron, you're on the mark. Thanks for checking in today. Sure, thank you, and thanks for an opportunity to comment. Um, you mentioned last um, at the end of the last segment. You know, what would it take for Trump to crawl to claw back? And you know, I I, I do think Trump will get reelected. I'll be voting for him. Um, I think that. Um, Biden playing Monday morning quarterback or backseat driver is an easy position to play now. But I think when the facts hit the table and the and it matters during the debates, I just don't think Biden's policies will be any match for what Americans want. And um, if anything, I, I think that um, Trump will get reelected handily just because he's seeing us through this crisis well. And this is a tough job. I, I wouldn't want to do it. Something that's a global pandemic. How do you manage that as a leader? Um, that would be hard for any human being on the planet, including Trump. But I think he's doing a great job. Um, I'm glad to see him continue to support our military and the police. Um, I think I, I think the police do need more support. Uh, I, I don't think that um, you know the killing of George Floyd was right, but it's like my mom used to say: if you keep asking for trouble. You know, um, trouble happens to you, and and I, I think if you start firing tasers at cops, or you're you've been um, in trouble ten times, that eventually your luck is going to run out. But but I don't think Trump's luck is going to run out. I think he's going to get reelected. Well, and I think a lot of people agree with you for those reasons. And, you know, this uh, core group of supporters that he had in 2016 that they don't talk about their support for him. You know, we alluded to him in one of the questions to Dr. Madonna. Uh, they're not going to say, oh, I'm not going to vote for that buffoon. But guess what? They're working class dogs, small business owners, and they appreciate what he's doing. Plus, they, you know, they might not want things to change. You know, they know the, what is it, uh, the evil you know versus the one you don't know. So, and I think this will be a vote. I believe the term is the devil, you know. There you go. Okay, thank you. So, well, and I think that you're going to have a lot of people say, well, I, I wouldn't want any Democrats there. You know, Trump's not perfect, but there's no Democrat that I would want in there, least of all Joe Biden. You know, he was the worst of the Democratic candidates to start out with, and he made it. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But anyway, all right, Ron, thank you. Nicely said. We yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Appreciate you can say call. something else if you wish to. Go right ahead. No, thank you very much. I just, you know, Trump in 2020. Gotcha. Thank you. Call Mag again. MAGA. Take right? care. Or, uh, yep. He changed MAGA to Keep America Great, right? Uh, yes, I believe he did. Keep but America then great. because Make America Great, because of the pandemic and the downturn in the economy, I think he's kind of using both. Okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of MAGA around here. All right. Lance, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Well, I, you know, now as we are removing all vestiges of uh, racism, you know, from our society... I'm trying anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you take a look at the Democratic Party, shouldn't we remove all vestiges of that then? Like get rid of statues of old Democrats, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. How many old Democrats have statues? Two. Lots okay. of them. <laughs> okay. Lots of them. Like Jefferson Davis, for instance. Yeah. They were all Democrats. Every one of those racists back then. So how come uh, they get off scot-free? 
They can just say, well, we're not like that today. I don't think anybody's getting I think people are tearing down statues of Jefferson Davis. You know, I hate to tell you that, Lance, but they are tearing them down. Joe's going to tell us. I know they are. That's what I'm saying. Joe's going to tell us about one Lincoln statue that's in hot water in a minute. But anyway, you go ahead, Lance. Well, how about then, uh, well, you're going to say there he goes again, but uh, Margaret Sanger, when are they going (laughs) to pull that? There he goes again. (laughs) But he should. They should, shouldn't they? He's probably the worst, one of the worst races of the uh, 20th century. You have to be. But I think time does that to us. You know, we even before we had a wave of taking down statues violently right now, we always occasionally relook at things. We rename buildings. We rename bridges. Or the old bridge gets torn down and the new one doesn't have the same name. I think what society does is examine who's my, who are our heroes, who have really influenced sort of in the modern era. And, of course, modern era is a moving target. So I think, but I think that's what we do you know we look at does this really stand for what we mean um did we know the context did we know the quality of the people at the time we erected the statue and what was the purpose of erecting the statue if a statue went up in the 1960s uh honoring a racist or somebody who had a racist background in the south i could see taking that down because the context was wrong it was put up as an insult to the civil rights movement if on the other hand it was enacted in 1872 and it was supporting it was to commemorate the Confederate dead who fought in the war. I have no problem with that. You know, yes, they fought for a terrible cause. Yes, they, they were wrong in what they did. But, you know, the context was there. It was to honor fallen people who sacrificed for what they believed to be their country. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, if you, if you put something up and your intent is to inflame a passion or to harm someone or to make a statement that, you know, can't sustain itself over time, then I'd say it's fair to take it down. And there's nothing, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the re-examining these uh, topics occasionally. But anyway, yeah. go ahead, Lance. This is your well, dime. <laughs> no, the, no, the only thing that I was trying to say is that they seem to overlook the biggest uh, purveyor of racism ever was in our country was the Democratic Party. So don't you think that they should have to pay for a lot of this then? I mean... Sure, like, yep, they should. Well, What's, course, what is sure, it, a dollar right, damages or something? So is anything named after Strom Thurmond? If so, maybe it should be changed. If anything's named after George Wallace, should it be changed? You know, th- those are people who are more contemporary whose racism was an issue. But even George Wallace, toward the end of his life, changed. So should we recognize what he did at the end of his life and let his statue up, or recognize what he did at the beginning of his political career and tear it down? How about we tear half of it down? Just the bad half. <laughs> right, the bad half. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, Take yeah, the bad half down. Yeah. All right, Lance, we'll give you the last just, word. Go ahead. Uh, no, but it just seems like that... Uh, if it's connected with the Democratic Party, it is uh, treated a whole lot different than... Uh, well, if there's a statue of a Democrat up there, you could bet they're nervous. <laughs> they're not just worried about pigeons today. Yeah, I was going to say the All pigeons right. will get to them first. Right. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the call. Quickie break. Got a caller waiting. Uh, we would have time probably for one more caller, I would think. Uh, so we'll announce the line again. one 800 795 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Joe, go ahead and do the upper right-hand corner, and then we'll... Uh... I, uh, Mike said, or Matt says, I guess I'll be the first one for Dan that voted for Trump in 2016 that won't vote for him in 2020. I'll be writing in Michael Bloomberg, but I'll support whoever wins because they will be my president. Now, yeah. Matt is very patriotic. That's the way you should think about it. All right. Yeah, and there, we have another email. We're not going to get to it. That person says the same thing. They're not going to vote for Trump. They did the last time, so but So now Dan time. knows two people. One of them's named Matt, and we don't know the other. The other one's, uh, I don't think it's signed. Signed, okay. Well, uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, with all this uh, hoopla going on and the media promoting it, I'm, I'm just wondering who's the captain of the ship. Is it Trump captain of the ship? Well, what uh, what particular brand of hoopla are you referring what would to? Would you like captained? All the drama that's going on and, and uh, like the total collapse of, of, you know, society. I mean, basically, if you look at the news, it's it's falling apart, and it's under our captain of the ship, which is Trump. What do you and want him to do about Trump, it? Most of your Trump supporters, I told you what Trump was when he, before he even got elected. I said, Trump is going to give you socialism. And Trump's going to give us socialism? Coronavirus. More people are waiting on checks. They'd rather have a check than opportunity. And, and I think it, it's, a, it's a robbery. We borrowed the money off our kids and our grandkids. And now there's no more opportunity. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty shame. It's socialism. Trump is socialist, and everybody who votes for Trump. Is what about Joe Biden? Is he a socialist too? I, I don't vote, but I, I don't know. But I just tell you, he, you don't he vote. No, he said he doesn't know. Trump How about bankruptcy? He, and I tell you, more people are wanting free checks and opportunities. It's not fair for our children. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty messed up. I mean. It's time to have an adult, you know, uh, conversation. I think the CIA and NSA is letting us down because they're tools that Trump can use to stop all this. And it seems like he's just, you know, it's, it's the best. Well, we're out of time, Dale. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Take care. I'm sorry. Call back tomorrow if you want to finish. Oh, I think the, the jingle drowned him out anyway. And we have an email from Glenda that we'll have to get to tomorrow. And uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We have an Open Phones Tuesday. Jason Bendel, the Shikolami superintendent, going to be in our studios. We'll talk to him, and then we'll get back to Open Phones. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.